The Pace Line is produced by The Cycling Independent, the only cycling media completely free of commercial influence. We are community-supported and dedicated to the whole of cycling. As our tagline says, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. From the Cycling Independent, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Patrick Brady, and with me is my co-host, Patria Vandermark. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. Well, how was your Turkey Day weekend? You get lots of rides in? I got in enough riding. I got to appreciate the full moon yesterday, even though it's happening today. Yesterday was a wonderful time to see it. Oh, man. And overlooking it, it was. I was under it. While the full moon was coming up, the sunset was happening on the beach in Boston. It, oh, wow. It was really beautiful. It was a perfect sky, too. And right now it's rainy, cold, windy, and not perfect. So that was a wonderful way of spending yesterday. Ate well. Got to spend some really good quality time with my husband, which I needed. And it, it was it was low-key. Nice. So it was all good things. How about you? How was your thanksgiving weekend well it started off well enough uh so i did thanksgiving dinner with my boys on wednesday so that they could just spend the whole day with their mom on thursday i thought that would be less confusing for them you know we still had a good time we watched uh uh, a charlie brown thanksgiving for i think the third time this month uh you know it was it was really nice and then uh thursday was a pretty quiet day Friday got together with some friends to go out for a ride and um well I I had a little bit of a fall. Uh-oh, tell us about it. Um <laughs> well so we were on this trail in Annadale and it may be a trail that one could get a ticket for being on. Um but it's a really cool trail. There's a moment uh, about halfway down where there's a, a sharp little uphill kicker. And so you've got to roll into it with plenty of speed. Well, I was a little too close to my buddy ahead of me. And as he slowed at, at the top before rolling off onto the flat portion again, uh, I came up on him and I tapped my brakes uh, because I tapped my brakes, I wasn't thinking about getting my seat post up, so my seat was still down, and now I'm going slower, and now I'm not up the top yet, so now I have to pedal, I'm out of the saddle, and I'm not really well positioned for pedaling out of the saddle, so the suspension is busy sinking, and I bogged down on my gear, and figured, well, this is it, I gotta give up now, I'll clip out and put a foot down, and I stepped off into air. Oh, no. It sounded so benign until yeah, air, huh? Yeah. Um, so the trail we were on has a lot of side exposure. It's pretty mm. steep. And yeah, I just like my foot didn't touch anything. And I just started going over and my brain was like, what is happening? Uh, I wasn't coping oh, no. well with it. You know, it's like, why is this <laughs> happening? And uh <laughs> fell into the trunk of a tree that burned in the 2017 nuns fire 
um, about eight inches, maybe eight or 10 inches in diameter. So Mm -hmm. not huge. If it had been a bigger tree, more surface area, right? Would have been handy. Right. Yeah. Not quite as big, but I'm fortunate that I landed against it with both my right femur uh, and my torso. Because if it had been one or the other, I think the results would have been uh, less pleasant than what I got off with, which would be a broken rib. Ah, I'm which is not pleasant. And, you know, it's funny because a friend of mine was like, well, maybe you broke more than one, given how much pain you're in. It's like, oh, good grief. I just don't even want to think (laughs) about that. You know, it's like I know I've got at least a broken rib. It was actually pretty good until Saturday afternoon when I coughed. Oh. (laughs) I should not. I should not laugh. Laughing is also painful. I have to be very careful with that. Um, I'll I'll try to tailor my remarks appropriately. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I had a cough and that was when the rib unstitched itself and it moved for the first time. And... You know, my reaction was kind of, um, we'll go with revelatory. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I didn't know this could be a thing quite like this. <sighs> oh, yeah. So it's uh, it's painful. And I am not going to be on a mountain bike for a few weeks to come anyway. Uh, and it's funny because I thought, well, Sunday I'll go for an easy road ride. I'll just, you know, I'll go out and I'll mm. do a nice easy spin. Sunday morning I woke up and it's like, you know, the only thing you're doing is heading to the couch. Mm. Um, I've broken a rib before, and it was nothing like this. It was in the middle. Number five. I bruised four and six and broke number five. You remember when parking meters had that little paddle thingy on them that you had to twist, kind of like a yeah, butter knife? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, Good memories, yes. I once clubbed one of those with my body. Yeah. Uh, it was icy. Northampton, wintertime. Mm. Front wheel slid on the curb because there was ice on the curb and body went into the parking meter. (laughs) And uh, I had uh, I had bronchitis at the time. That was a lovely little matchup. So each time you do this, it's it's grand. It's a grand affair. I don't mess around. Apparently. No, you you do not. I mean, (laughs) let's let's be real here. That happened in 1989. I am not complaining. I'm not comfortable, but I am not complaining. I have been very fortunate given the number of crashes I've had in my life. And certainly, if anything was ever full contact, I'd say mountain biking is it. Not NFL full contact, but seriously, you know. (laughs) Sure, there are lots of opportunities to hurt yourself. Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, and of course, like half of everyone asks did you go to the ER? And I say, no. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of everybody says, Oh, because you know, they're not going to do anything for a rib. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's painkillers and staying off of it then. Well, I just have to remember to eat so that I can take the ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I've missed a couple meals recently because I just haven't been wanting to eat because I'm uncomfortable. Oh, well, <laughs> this is an interesting combination. But yeah, eating eating's good. Obviously, you don't want to have too much. You want to still be in good shape when you get back to it. And hopefully oh. you're not off the bike for too long. Yeah, right now, I'm just like, the moment I'm more comfortable is all I'm looking forward to. 
like I can't, I was having trouble waking my boys up this morning. I can't even raise my voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. they, and do they know this? They could take advantage. Uh, they may already have some, yeah, sort of, you know, little, little person's, uh, intuition about it, you know, mm-hmm. oh, heaven help me. <laughs> well, we all hope you feel better very quickly and at least are able to walk or get some kind of physical activity. And in the meantime, I'll get there. Ooh, uh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yay. Thanksgiving. <clears throat> um, oh, Moving right along. So I thought this week we would do, since I'm being, I don't know about you, but I'm being pestered by PR agencies to do all sorts of Christmas wish lists of stuff that they want us to recommend to our audience to buy. And I don't mind getting those recommendations uh, or a little encouragement, but if it's a product I've never tried I don't really feel good about recommending it to somebody. And so I thought, well, wait, what if you and I just recommend a bunch of stuff that we already love and, you know, maybe somebody accidentally sets their spouse's phone to suddenly start loading the pace line or something like that. I, I love subterfuge. Just let me say, I love subterfuge. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you've got a list you put together. I did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I also get questions from people obviously on gift giving being in the, in the retail environment. We don't, we don't focus too much on, on gift giving, uh, because I feel black Friday and those sorts of things are for the shops and places that give big discounts and, all these big sales. We don't usually do that as a bike shop. We're not into the big sales and discounts. So we have steady flow throughout the year. Uh, so so we we really don't focus too hard on this on this time of year. But we certainly do have uh, a lot of fun things up our sleeves to help people out who are who are looking for for items and, and just ways of expressing love or gratitude to to their loved ones and friends. Amen. Uh, I th- I think first, if you're purchasing a cycling gift for someone, you need to know the exact thing that the person wants. As with everything, there's a lot of nuance to each item surrounding cycling. If you're purchasing for a cyclist, this person is probably quite opinionated as to what they like and what they don't like. No, that's not a thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And if a person doesn't yet have an opinion, they will have an opinion the moment they receive the thing you got them. Don't make me laugh, please. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Any item that involves size, color, or specific function, you're more likely than not to get the wrong thing for someone unless you've gotten a very specific list with and and instructions from your recipient so do keep that in mind when you think oh this thing has got to be great a lot of times there's a little something about that thing that might not make it so great for that specific person because everyone's use cases are just so different and every cyclist once you know every two cyclists are different there are no two people who are the same so just go go into your shopping with that in mind the first idea 
is to make a donation to your local trail group or bike advocacy advocacy group with whom your giftee is associated and put the donation in that person's name. Nice. That will make that person feel really good. And obviously, if the person is associated with a group, that group is doing really good things and could really use the money at this time of year or any time of the year. Oh, yeah, that's another caveat. This list is good for any special occasion, anniversary, birthday, mm-hmm. holidays. The next stop, give a gift card to the person's local bike shop. This is a gift for the bike shop who can really use the cash right now. And it's also obviously a perfectly good gift to the person because there's so many different things that one can buy from a bike shop. And Almost every bike shop has a long list of suppliers with whom they do special orders. So if the thing isn't in the shop, the shop will be able to order whatever it is in. And right now, with supply being difficult, maybe this is an item that isn't coming in until March, but will be that thing that the person can really use. So that's a very thoughtful gift, and it's keeping the local bike shop in mind. It is much too easy to go online and and purchase things directly or again Amazon try not to do that because supporting local and supporting your cyclist is two two things that go together very well and that'll make the person feel good also in receiving this gift and gift card if you're thinking that the person may want to use the gift card for say labor for their bike do check in with the bike shop to make sure that they're up for the the work that you think the person would like to have done just to make sure that the card can go toward what the person would like. Now, let's say you feel like you want to do something really big, like, say, gifting a new bike. Go to the, your local bike shop and ask them to help you put a gift package together. This, this idea comes directly from personal experience helping people out which typically what we would do as a bike shop is grab, say, a set of handlebars, a stem, a saddle, and and give a person a box that they can go home and wrap and then present it to the person with a large gift card that will cover the price of a bike and accessories. So now the person can take those items, the handlebars and the stem, which are clearly not going to be the right items back to the bike shop and return them after they've opened this wonderful gift that shook really nicely when they when they had yet to open the gift. So it, it makes it fun to have something to open and it's the gift of a bike. And again, you're not going to get it wrong because you're not actually giving the person a bike that has a color and a size and all sorts of nuance associated with it, which if you were to buy the new bike, there is a 0.01% chance of getting that right. <laughs> I really did that. I, <laughs> especially the shake factor. What the hell's in yes. here? I love it's that. Really, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. And, and, and of course, I suggest the, the used handlebars or a stem. Little things that the bike shop will be happy to give to you for four weeks. And then you can return it with the understanding that these items will be returned. And then it's not like something the shop would have sold in the meantime. So that's fun. It gets them in on the action. And, and, and then it just makes the day that the gift is unwrapped very special for everyone. Well, here's another bigger gift. If you're looking to give something that is probably a higher value gift, 
I think this is something that a lot of people need right now, and that is the gift of a bike trip, either a weekend long bike trip or a week or two weeks. You know, this person, you may have a sense of what the person might like oh, and maybe you would be going two weeks come on let's be yes, real I know. We, all need right. we need two weeks <laughs> how much time do we actually get off um so this is another one that's probably not a good idea to commit to uh for the for the gift itself but to have a very nice card that explains what it is in general and then this will give a person the opportunity to dream about this trip, to get through the long winter of training. It's just so much more motivation to get on a bike. if You've got something to look forward to on the other side of of the winter. And of course, with COVID, it's much more challenging to travel overseas. And so there are a number of lo- of local companies who take individuals or small groups out to ride either road biking, gravel riding, or mountain biking. So what I would suggest here is to get proper advice and guidance from someone like Lauren at Perpetual Motion Adventures. Uh, Lauren and I worked together uh, years ago in the cycle, cycle tourism industry, and she is just a tremendous resource. She's wonderful to talk to. She gets it as to what you want to do. And she has a very large network of companies with whom she works. So she can say, hey, this is a great trip to do. It's a weekend long. You're going to go here. You're going to do this. This is the kind of food that you're going to eat. These are the sort of accommodations that you'll have. Um, So touching base with her would be just a great way of getting started. She'll have some good ideas as to how to present the gift. And then you can probably fine tune the details of the trip once you've announced to your gift recipient that this is what you intend to attend to to give. So it's definitely a, a thoughtful gift and one that, again, it helps for all of the days, weeks and months leading up to the trip. A person's mindset is going to be better having that to look forward to. Mm, yeah. Anything you have to look forward to is going to be helpful psychologically as we get through winter. So hopefully maybe that will also help inspire any other gift ideas that could also offer that uh, in in one's mind. It's a wonderful gift. Uh, How about this? A massage. You cannot go wrong with giving a massage, period. There's no such thing as a bad bad massage. There are better massages, but (laughs) having a massage is infinitely better than not having a massage. So see if you can find someone who is an independent therapist. This is another gift that helps that person because anyone who's a massage therapist is very likely in need of money. COVID has not been kind to anyone who who works independently in this sort of field. And the person who receives the gift will be so thankful for for having that. And when they choose to use it, their mind and body will both be better off as a result. If you can find someone who works on cyclists specifically, that's great. But again, any massage is better than no massage. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to find the perfect person. Just find someone who obviously would love to help and is still working on people or even Offer a massage for June. 
it's something to look forward to between now and June. Uh, for, uh, on the other end of, of the pandemic and everything else. Okay, so let's say now you really, really want to give someone a thing. How about chamois cream? <laughs> can, you, can you go wrong with chamois cream? I, th- I don't really think you can. There's some chamois cream smells differently than other chamois cream, but it's a, it's a very low investment for something that will make a person's life better. Uh, specific chamois cream that I like is the chamois butter, which the butter is spelled B-U-T-T apostrophe R. It works really well. It's available at most bike shops. I feel like I've always seen it on the shelves. And it just, it, it, it is exceptionally good chamois cream. I think some of it is just, it, it's, it looks almost boring in its packaging. But it's thick enough. It's, it does its job. I'm a big they fan of offer, their stuff as well. Yeah. Oh, you like it? Good. That's, that's great. I, I hadn't used it for a long time. And then I had been given an individual package. They had these little packages. They're like, I don't know. Yeah, the sample packs that they of, give out at events. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's something about being given one of those for free. Like, oh, whatever. I don't think about it being something I would actually want to use because it was just given out. Well, it turns out that stuff's great. <laughs> and there's plenty in that package for more than one application. No, it's not enough for two, but it's definitely more than enough for one. So those little individual packages are terrific because they're so easy to have on you. You can travel with them. You always have it in your in your travel bag. Um, you can have a couple in your car. They're, re- they're really nice. And then they're, they're larger containers or, or squeeze tubes. So you're not dipping your fingers into a tub, which is also very nice. Yeah, another point I really like, uh, you know, you only get as much as you need. Right. Yes, exactly. Keeps it cleaner. Now, here's one item not to gift anyone, in my opinion, and that's a chain pig. This is something you may disagree with me on. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. Please don't make me laugh. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I, I would. Yeah, I would not want that as a present. That would. Yeah. Yeah. So let me explain what a chain pig is really quick for anyone who doesn't know what it is. It's basically a little plastic uh, plastic contraption with little uh, brushes inside of it that you put degreaser in and then you run the chain through it in order to degunk a chain essentially and the thing's just it's a mess i don't think that anyone should need to use a chain pig i've talked to plenty of people out of buying these when they've asked me to to order one for them i've never had a chain well i should say this in my professional life in the bike shop i have never had a chain so dirty it needs to be cleaned with a degreaser I think what's key here is using the right lube that doesn't build up on your chain. There are a great many lubes that do build up on the chain and just get disgusting. And then the lube builds up and the chain gets really black and gross. That's something that shouldn't happen on your chain. Chain lube that I really like is Rock and Roll Gold. That chain lube is wonderful. It cleans the chain and it lubes it in one application. There's a few little tips and tricks on how to use it, but it's, it's very simple. It's very clean. It does not attract dirt to the chain. So that's what I recommend using on your chain. But again, this is something I wouldn't buy a chain for someone else. Sorry, I wouldn't buy lube (laughs) for other people 
because everyone wants to stick with what they use, even if what they're using is making their chain dirty and attracting the dirt. And again, that that causes your drivetrain to last less long. And yeah, anytime if you need a chain pig, it's it's a good time to change your lube or change change how you're taking care of your your chain. <laughs> so that's 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 my my small list. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a minute with my uh, picks for the holiday season. The Pace Line is brought to you by the Cycling Independent. We are the only online cycling publication that's entirely reader supported with absolutely no advertiser, sponsor, or investor commitments influencing our editorial. We don't have a sales team or middle management. It's just the three founders and a collection of talented and committed contributors who independently produce our content. To maintain our commitment to honest, reader-focused editorial with the best writers in the business, we need your help. Every dollar that comes in goes directly toward creating the content you see. A subscription is cheap, easy, and it goes a heck of a long way. Just go to cyclingindependent.com, click on Support TCI, and choose your level. Thanks for listening. Okay, we're back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. Time for my pull. So, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, for the better part of six weeks now, I've been receiving emails from PR agencies about stuff to put on Christmas buyer's guide lists. And as I noted in a recent show, I'm not really down with rampant consumerism. Uh, that's what I loved about your list, by the way. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, especially the advocacy organization. Love that. Um, so I decided that if I was going to do a holiday wish list, I'd make mine for stuff that I'd actually like to receive if I didn't already own the item. If I'm going to say something is awesome, it helps if I've actually used it. Uh, and actually, that is the only way that I will tell people. Uh, so first up, and I don't think this will be any remote surprise to any longtime listener to the pace line. I would highly suggest given that it's winter, a pair of thermal bibs, uh, with a pair of thermal bibs, knee warmers and leg warmers. You've got everything you need to get through all, but the most brutal winter conditions. I'll grant that if you're going to be riding below freezing, you may want even more than thermal bibs and full leg warmers, but this is a super versatile combination and, you know, it's not that hard to find somebody's size for ordering bib shorts. Uh, it's this is the sort of thing where if you did that for somebody, they might think you a god afterward. Um, as long <laughs> as it's the right size, you can't go wrong. Uh, yep. On this front, my favorites are from Sportful uh, because theirs have that no rain finish. Uh, which is water resistant. And also their, uh, their Fiandre no rain bibs. Um, not only do they feature a, a thermal Roubaix fabric, but they also have a slightly longer inseam than most other brands. So you get a little bit more coverage, not a bad thing in the cold weather months. Uh, unfortunately, Pearl Izumi on their website, they're out of stock on theirs. Um, they get my nod for best value, um, but certainly, you know, in addition to Sportful and Pearl Izumi, you've got Castelli, um, Giordana. There are a few different 
manufacturers of, of thermal bibs out there. Next up, regular old warmers. If you don't already have arm and knee warmers in your collection, somebody needs to get some for you. I always think everyone <laughs> yep. on the planet has them, but then they don't actually seem to be as ubiquitous as they ought to be. Uh, and that, yeah, it, it always surprises me. That was one of the first things that I was taught about when I was a newbie. And I was like, who's keeping these people in the dark? These things are awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, one set of arm warmers, one set of knee warmers at minimum that extends your entire summer collection well into the fall months and earlier into the spring. So awesome stuff. Also in keeping with the apparel theme, I'm going to give a nod to Castelli's GABA and Perfetto pieces. These are Castelli's, uh, two pieces that allow you to thumb your nose at nasty weather. The GABA is the short sleeve uh, and the Profeto is the long sleeve version. So they both have a membrane in them that will keep water out. Um, it's got some insulation. And uh, if anything can make you more comfortable on a cold, wet day, I'd like to know what it is. Because those things have gotten me through some absolutely dreadful days. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see. Sportful. Uh, with their Fiandre no rain line, they do uh, a full jacket. They also do a short sleeve version. Pearl Izumi has a piece. Jordana has some pieces. Um, and, you know, again, Castelli, they get the nod because they really invented the entire category. And the thing to know there is that when you find a retailer that's that might be carrying one of these pieces, it's most likely the Castelli Gabba or Perfetto. So they're just the yeah. easiest ones out there to find. Um, and I will say, though, uh, I would advise people to always check for Pearl Izumi because their stuff usually tends to be a little bit less expensive while providing virtually the same uh, quality. I'm a big yeah. fan of what they are doing. OK. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. How about a gadget? All right. Let's hear about the gadgets. Well, Wahoo Element GPS. I love Wahoo products because they've been proven to be remarkably adaptable and reliable in a way that no Garmin product I've ever used has proven to be. Uh, and they're not nearly as expensive, um, although Garmin has certainly done more uh, in the, the low price range. I've got to give them that. Uh, Wahoo products also get my ease of use nod. Uh, while the units can do all sorts of, you know, fancy functions, you know, return to start and all that stuff. In terms of just being able to turn on the computer, press start and have it record your ride and have a few different pieces of data that are relevant to what you want to see during the ride. I just don't think anybody is making a simpler, more intuitive piece of gear to use than Wahoo. So they continue to get my nod there. Do you use the Wahoo for route navigation? When I need to. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Okay. I, on the grasshoppers, uh, because there are times when I will bury myself and I'll forget, oh, this is your turn. Um, yeah, I definitely upload all the routes with the with the grasshoppers. Um, and yeah, any event that I do where they publish the route, I'll I'll upload it and it works wonderfully. Uh, very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Is that's a big reason, or at least out here in this part of the world, route navigation is extremely important to people. Yeah. You've got more roads than we do. 
well, we've got a million trails, too. Mm, mm. To, trying to figure out, is it this trail or that trail? And having the, yeah, that that real nuance of, yeah, which way which way are you going and which way aren't you going? Yeah, uh, yeah. Very important I could definitely people. see that. Yeah, getting into single track, that would be even better. I mm-hmm. haven't been in that circumstance. Well, no. I, uh, for one of the races at Lake Sonoma, uh, we got the, the route. At, there weren't many intersections, but still, it was handy to have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 10 years ago, there were so many different companies offering aftermarket wheel sets. It was honestly hard to narrow down a choice and recommend one company over another to readers. One thing that hasn't changed in that time, Zip and Envy are still killing it on the high end. Nobody's doing what they are. Uh, seriously, it they are still leading uh the entire category but i don't expect anyone will receive a set of 303s for christmas <laughs> i mean that'd be you nice know. you know yeah yeah that'd be that'd be awesome but uh yeah it seems a little more likely that things might go a little more budget oriented uh what i can recommend are boyd wheels out of south carolina i've reviewed several sets of their wheels a mountain bike set um a set of wheels that i use for gravel um, and rode some others, uh, at press camp and they've all been just really very reliable wheels, uh, but also easy to service. And I think having wheels where you can do at least a few things on your own without, uh, without it being particularly difficult is a, a nice thing. Um, the other thing about them that I I've been keeping an eye on is they keep managing to increase their quality without big jumps in price. Uh, or sometimes they manage to reduce price on an existing uh, product. And so the value of their overall wheel sets just keeps increasing. And I, I really like and respect that approach. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, for people still riding road bikes with rim brakes, which is, uh, I'm going to go with an awful lot of us. <laughs> yes. There's uh, a lot of people out there who need new, new wheels for their rim brake bikes. Absolutely. Yeah. So one set of wheels well worth looking at are the Altamonts, which I have previously reviewed. They have wheel sets beginning as low as $450. The Altamonts go for six fifty. Um, and Oh, I was on their website this morning. This being cyber Monday. Uh, they do have some special deals going. So okay. something to consider. Yeah. And it is for the cooks in the crowd. The Feed Zone Portables Cookbook by Bijou Thomas and Alan Lim. I wasn't so sure when I first encountered the concept and the book, but I've eaten enough of these things now that I know that I absolutely ride better on them than I do on gels and chews. As simple as those are and as yummy as some of them are, uh, the, the Feed Zone Portables are still a better way for me to fuel on the bike. And I'm sort of surprised at how consistently that's proven to me over and over. I really do ride better. Um, I also love that they not only give recipes, but they also provide detailed instructions on how to wrap them to make them as portable and edible as possible. Uh, it doesn't help to make this stuff and then not know how you're going to carry it on the bike. Right. That's, I think that's a big, one of the biggest challenges. Yeah. 
and they they've really got it down to a science. I mean, like down to using the box that the aluminum foil comes out of to help cut it into um, predetermined uh, uh, shapes, mm-hmm. sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. And that's a that's a reasonable portion size too. yeah. What they suggest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a gift that keeps giving and giving and giving. Yeah, I I may actually give that book to a couple people this year. Mm, we'll see. That's uh, a nice idea. Yeah. Okay, I've got another one that's more category than specific product. Glasses with photochromic lenses. I've been championing glasses with this sort of lens, you know, the changeable lens, uh, for a while now. I have reviewed pairs from Shimano, uh, Adidas, Oakley, Rudy Project, I think maybe Lamar. There may have been mm-hmm. one other in there that I'm forgetting. Um, they really make a huge difference for writers who may go from thick forest to bright sunshine. Now, honestly, that's not usually a problem for most roadies, but it can be handy when riding either near sunrise or sunset. So they're still useful. But for mm-hmm. gravel and mountain bike riders, these things could be a total lifesaver. Um, the two things to look for when someone's shopping for them are quick transition time. If they actually give that, some won't tell you how long it takes because they're pretty slow. But uh, the transition time does vary between different brands. Even more important to that is to find out whether or not the lens has some sort of hydrophobic coating. Most of these glasses, for some reason, don't have uh, that coating done to them. The The changeable lens can't handle it for some reason. Uh, mm. No one would tell me quite why. The weird thing is that's not true of everybody. Some do actually have fo- uh, hydrophobic coatings on their lenses. And so I would recommend going with one of those as opposed to some of the others out there. Because at least that way they can be worn in the rain uh, and fog. And I mean, yeah, even fog is bad with some of the photochromic lenses I've got. You just have to take the glasses off altogether with. Right. Well, it's also now a problem with everyone using face masks. Everyone's glasses are fo- fogging up much faster and it's, it's a much bigger problem now than it, than it even has been in the past. Totes. Yeah. It's I find myself to pursing consider. my lips and blowing downward when I'm at yeah. a stop sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. That helps. Uh, can you give us an idea for what a quick transition time is versus a long transition time? Under 20 seconds. I've seen as short as 14, but anything under 20 seconds is kind of a home run. Um, mm-hmm. I It sounds long relative to, uh, you know, how quickly things get dark when you run into forest from uh, being in bright sunlight. The thing right. is to remember that that 14 second time is from the very darkest to the very lightest or vice versa. And, you know, it doesn't take much change to make an improvement in what you're seeing. So, right. It, yeah, they, they really work, uh, awfully well. Um, I, yeah, unless I'm doing a road ride uh, out in the bright sun, I'm always wearing transition lenses of some sort. Yep. And and I have as well. Unfortunately, all of mine are starting to get old and and breaking and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and I've worn laser in the past. Those are much harder oh, to yeah. get now. That's one of the ones. But yeah. 
the, the, yeah, the value of them is, is tremendous. What is your favorite of the pairs you've reviewed? That's really tough. Uh, I like Rudy project a lot. I also like the Adidas. Um, <laughs> it's funny because it's been a little while since it rained. And so I sometimes have trouble. Some of the pairs I remember, okay, this one definitely fogs up. Don't wear those. Uh, I think the Adidas might have a better coating on them, but I really need to go back and look at that. Um, I thought I had a list somewhere, but yeah, that's to me, that really is something that makes a big, big difference. Um, I, I hate having to take my glasses off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also dangerous. I was on a, a road ride with someone who took his glasses off because mm-hmm. it was a shaded area and there were, there was a construction crew doing some work and chopping some trees down and a tiny splinter went into his eye so the rest of the day was spent in the in the er getting that splinter taken out luckily everything was okay but who wanted to spend that day in the er obviously it's it's dangerous and it could have been a lot worse yeah so that's yeah you take those glasses off for a second you are exposing your eyes yeah potential problems yep oh so it goes um all right. Well, you know, something that I'm really thrilled about is that bike touring is making a comeback in a way I never thought would be possible. Sure, there are people who are doing uh, bike packing, but I'm also seeing, you know, more traditional touring setups with panniers. And so I've got some bags to recommend to the neophyte tourist. Over the years, I've used all sorts of packs. I've used road gear. Back when Madden was like the stuff, I had a set of theirs. Um, I've, I've used stuff from Blackburn. But uh, the, the best that I've used so far have been from Ortlieb. These are dry bags that can take a full day of riding in the rain and not reduce all your clothing to wet rags. They attach easily remove easily and offer just enough organization inside the bags to be helpful. Um, I'm partial to the sport roller plus, which would be a front set and the back roller plus, uh, which is a rear set, but everything they do that I've ever tried has been terrific. And Mm -hmm. so for anybody thinking about uh, taking up touring, look hard at Ortlieb. Their stuff's just absolutely dynamite. Um, I agree. Their quality is terrific. Yeah. And we've, we've been doing a lot with their bags also. Oh, good. Yeah. Really appreciate what they, what they, what they. Do. And I love that they actually come in colors. So you might be able to match them in some way to your bike. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and they've got reflective bits on there too. Yes. Yes. Just for, for visibility as, as a cyclist. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, something that runs along the lines of something you were talking about was a practice that was uh, common in my family. When I was growing up, uh, yes, we all had very particular tastes. I know where I got it. Um, so it was not uncommon for my mom or dad to punt when it came to giving a gift to each other or sometimes my sister or me. They'd buy a card, you know, then on the inside flap across from the message, they would draw a box in dashed lines like a cutout for a coupon and then handwrite a coupon for the thing that they were giving in question. So if there was some question about size or color or whatever, or, you know, the retailer was out of stock on it, like the CD of Stravinsky's, the firebird one year, 
uh, <laughs> my mom gave me a card and a couple weeks later I got my, uh, got the firebird. But yeah, uh, I think it's a really handy strategy. You know, again, if you're not sure of just what the product is or just want to give, you know, an amount towards something, say you're not going to drop $350 on the jacket, but you want to give them 150 toward it. That, that sort of thing is really helpful. Uh, and not everybody does gift cards. Um, I'm not sure what Airbnb does or any of those operations, but one of the things that I have certainly done with a partner in the past is uh, to do, you know, a two night stay somewhere. Um, huh. You know, that way I don't even have to have booked anything yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's a very, it's a very thoughtful gift. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm not really thinking about long vacations just yet, which is clearly right. what I most need, but just the idea of getting away and I didn't end up going away over Thanksgiving because of all the messages out, like, just stay put. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll stay put. I'll be a good boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But man, I am thinking about all the places that I want to be going. So yeah, uh, maybe, maybe I do a card like that to myself this year. There you go. That's a good idea. Gifting something to yourself and self-care right now is definitely something that's helpful. That, yeah. that we are all right now trying to take care of each other and there might not be a lot of you left. So offering to yourself to get away, to take your bike and just disconnect, turn off the phone, turn off social media for, for a short period of time can be very helpful. It can yeah. be the, the, the restart, recharge that you could use. Yeah. Maybe so. my getaway is to a place with a hot tub and not so much single track. Well, I'm sure that's what your ribs would vote for right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might, I may need to give this a little bit of thought. Oh, man, I am going to miss single track. Uh, it'll be back soon enough. Uh, I know. You were just talking about it last week. Well, it's a good thing we did last week's show when we did. And then you went out and hurt yourself. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, if I had if I had ignored the authorities and gone ahead and gone up to Mendocino, I wouldn't have been at that on that trail at that hour. You know, who knows what might have happened to me up there, but still I would have missed that ride. True. <laughs> oh, the what ifs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, everyone, we hope you have uh, a great holiday season uh, and we hope it doesn't get too commercial or too expensive. Yeah. Um, you got anything fun coming up with your peeps this weekend? Oh my goodness, I haven't thought ahead to this weekend yet. I'm just crossing my fingers for some snow. I, there's there's a theme. <laughs> Every week I think I'm going to be saying that between now and the end of March. Um, but yeah, just just hoping that this rain turns into some snow or some really cold weather. And then we'll start to get out more. Like the, the full moon ride for tonight, we had it to cancel because of course we don't ride trails when it's wet and, and this sort of weather. I mean, whether or not, I mean, of course, we're going to take care of the trails, but who wants to be out there anyway? Right. Later in this week, it will get nice and and the, the weather will will turn around. So, yeah, at this point, I'm just hoping for cold. And, and then as soon as that happens, we'll be able to restart some group rides and get out there safely. And and that will be so good for everyone. Everyone is just again, week after week, we say that it's just getting more and more dire. If you see someone on the street and you get to 
exchange a wave, you suddenly feel like a new person. Yes. So yes. we really, really need to see each other. And I'm getting a lot of emails from people listening to this show. It's great to hear from you guys. But everyone is in that same place. We need to be riding together. We need to see each other. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, if I can just get out. Actually, I don't plan to ride a road bike. I will go out on a gravel bike with bigger tires at lower pressure, right? Yep. So <laughs> yes. my, my my whole goal is the day that I can ride a, the the gravel bike with the biggest tires on the smoothest road. <laughs> That's so this would be... For. This would be a really good opportunity for you to take on some huge 650B tires mm. and do some good product testing on that because there were a lot of questions that came up after you had talked about 650B wheels and tires. So this would be a really good application. Lots of air underneath you, smooth ride. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, take there are more and more tires team. out there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And find something along those lines while you're waiting for your new mountain bike and and you need to keep yourself off the trails. Yeah. 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 No rock, please. No rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've, I've got to be careful with all the jokes and the comedy and whatnot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> right. Right. Serious. We've got to think serious. <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of the pace line. Everybody keep those questions coming. You all are sending great stuff. If you've got an idea, please drop by the Cycling Independent and put a suggestion in the comments. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Patria Vandermark. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.